What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Ding, ding, dong. Good morning. Good morning. There's so much. I, I was just, I was just looking at my movie list and got overwhelmed and thought of all these other things and. Oh no. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Um, but yes. Let's just get right into it. There's like an endless number of things to talk about. Okay. First of all, the man the manhunt is over. Well, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh my. That took a long time. That took a really long time. And I think this is a great movie. It's I think this movie. is a great movie to make. You would like, like to, to make, make it? Movie. Yeah, I'd like to make this the movie about this uh, escaped convict roaming about. Uh, Philadelphia countryside wreaking havoc on all the all the people. It's a great movie. Is this wait, is this real? What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you were thinking I was talking about the manhunt for the answer to the trivia question? Yes. (laughs) I see. (laughs) Yes, well that is over as well. (laughs) That is over as well. But there was also this escaped convict who is Yeah, I saw that amazing video of him escape. Yeah, they found him today. And and had he been wreaking havoc? Well, yeah. I mean, there was like constant articles about like everyone's horrified that they're gonna get murdered. And they they were scared. The corner. Had he killed a lot of people prior to going to jail? I guess he was in jail for like killing this woman really horrifically in oh, front of boy. her children. Oh no! But he was also like, I don't know had killed someone in Brazil or something like that. Ugh. Yeah. You know, once um, you do it, you can do it again. Well, and I, maybe he had escaped once before also. <laughs> well, he was looked really agile the way he escaped. It was incredible. Know? That video of him just climbing on out of there. There's not much else to do in prison than work out. So he clearly... Yeah, and work out how to get out of there. Very strong core. Goodness. Slay. I think it's a great movie. He slayed the escape. Um, It'll be called... It'll be called what? Philadelphia... Manhunt? On the Run, Philly... On the Run, Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, Title title forthcoming. The Fugitive 2. You know? Yes. Okay, so... Trivia. So our question was, what is the movie that represents the podcast? Which comes from uh, correlating three separate lists of favorite movies. Right. Jack and myself. Right. Um, So, I just want to go over the guesses. And thank you all for guessing. It was really fun. I loved Mm -hmm. seeing the guesses and Mm -hmm. hearing from you. Mm-hmm. And we also got some very lovely notes from people about the podcast. It's nice. Taking the time to guess. It's very nice. Very I really need to fortifying. go over there. Very I need fortifying. To, to visit the dance and stuff Instagram more frequently because I ended up very confused this week when yeah, I thought were, someone won. They are winning and they, and then they you were, were like someone party. someone won a long time ago. You said I said you should have told me. Oh, well I, I should. I, Okay. It's okay. Yeah, I should have. I, I, there was a lot going on. It was all happening, and no, I also know. people There's... people purchased totes, which 
Really? There are no longer black totes available. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Don't so forth. Don't, don't so, speak so soon. Therefore, there's fours. I'm going to the my warehouse right now. Well, I also have two, but I'm not giving. We're going to well, say. Well, guess what? You can't have mine. For the archive. I have one. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, never mind. Um, I was also curious. I feel like it's been like 10 years since I ordered those. So it hasn't, but um, almost it has been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so guesses from our our gorgeous listeners. Marie Antoinette, which I don't mm-hmm. think I like that movie. Who guessed Marie Antoinette? Wow, that's interesting. now now read now. <laughs> sorry, sorry. AI. Which no, is a look, great, this is a great guess. It's not a wait wait Marie Antoinette. Not a bad movie. I mean, aesthetic. You know, did some interesting things aesthetically yes, that I think have yes. been ripped off in in subsequent years. And God knows, we love hmm. Kirsten Dunst. God Absolutely, knows. this is that's maybe one of my least favorite movies by Sofia Coppola, though. Yes. Um, AI, which, <laughs> yeah, mm. incredible. I, don't I, lo- know I like that, it was that as, on any of our lists, though. No, I like that as a guess because it is a movie that has a story no, to it. No, it is on your list. It is on your list. It is. Mm-hmm. But Which it's I'm a movie. Surprised by. It's a movie that has a kind of like shared story between Jack Jeremy and I because mm-hmm. it came up at my mom's house. <laughs> right. One morning, yes. like we were just sitting around the television in my mom's old living room watching. AI and Jack had never seen. It's a very emotional experience. I got very. It was really crying. I mean, in a closet. It is a very in a exactly in a nook, and it's very has an incredibly emotional ending. Goodness. Okay. So, anyways, absolutely, absolutely, so good. Um, opening night, which. I think so. I think what we see in in this these guesses are like movies we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah, no, I mean that's a great guess because it's, it's a, a movie film. that you insisted that I watch, and I really am grateful uh-huh. I did. And but as I said before, it's not a movie that would be on my list because it's a bit too intense. It's not a movie I'd revisit. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I don't want to well, watch. I don't wake I, up in the morning I, going like, you know what I want to see, opening night. <laughs> okay. Well, I definitely would, and my list is even more perverse than that. But so, opening night, um, men don't leave, obviously. Like, well, oh, as our, a guess, yeah, as a guess, um, yeah. because we devoted an entire episode. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Top of my list. Um, here's a here's a fascinating one, Julie and Julia, because I guess cooking. <laughs> it okay. is a pleasure. Well, that it's comes out of nowhere. Look, the Meryl um, Streep stuff in that movie, I love. The Amy Adams stuff in that movie makes me so embarrassed. I can't it's, stand it's it. It's really unfortunate. But she was doing that, like, Disney movie before. She's an excellent actress. And she's excellent. doing a kind of acting in this that's annoying, but, like, is kind of true to the I a kind she, of movie. You know? She, in a... I don't know. I have this feeling that Amy Adams was like, this character is obnoxious and I'm going to let the world know. 
Mm, I had Slay. I love that. That she's that's, like reading this character to Phil. Right, that she didn't go into the <laughs> into the filming thinking like, I want people to love this woman. I feel like she was like, I hate her. I'm gonna I'm gonna right. make everyone else hate her. Well, she is a kind of two dimensional, like, nightmare person, but Yeah. Um up next is the the piano teacher. Wow. <laughs> Which, you know, is a sleigh of the film. Um and then The Turning Point, which is uh, a nice film. Yeah. not Very not well a t- made and has some def- great cinematography. I've definitely a movie I've seen a lot, but certainly, like, mm. has enough dancers in it to sort of, like, disqualify it because it's so poorly acted. But... <laughs> um, but Anne Bancroft and Shirley MacLaine did an amazing job. An amazing job. Oh, yeah, and... Yeah. And that guy, what's that actor's name who plays mm-hmm. the husband? Who's so I don't know. Handsome? I really, I did have to Google this title because I was like, what's that movie? And I have seen it, but it, it yeah, that's my okay. relationship to it. All right. Like, oh yeah, it's that dance movie. The resentments. <clears throat> yeah. And then that's what, that's three what people, it should have been called, resentments. <laughs> three people um, thought Death Becomes Her. Excellent guess. Excellent guess. Very fun. Um, and I think it's on my it does, list. That might be kind of the movie that best represents the podcast in a way. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's definitely in the vibe of the podcast. Um, we've even done some of the special effects in our, in our promotional materials. Oh, we, yeah, we need to switch heads. Yeah. Um, two people guessed Suspiria. No. Uh, Mommy Dearest. Little well, Women, which I did not like. Jeremy doesn't like that. Um, and Jack refused to I'm see. Sh- so. Yeah, I'm sure Jack would not like that. The Prestige. What? I'm still like not. <laughs> oh, I think there was. I think this person had a theme in their list of guesses. Well, um, but I can't amazingly, <laughs> that is a that is a Christopher is, Nolan movie, right? Right. About magic. Because I looked it up and, and I was like, oh, ma- yeah, I think it was like magic. It is actually, like, that movie has a twist where you're like, wow. Like you get thrown for a loop in that movie. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it is good. Now, Hugh Jackman, one of the most unbearable actors in history. But <laughs> he is not as unbearable in this movie because he doesn't sing a song, which we love. And um, yeah. Christian Bale is, it's kind of like before... I was clued in to how unbearable Christian Bale is, but um, it is a good movie. I have not seen this movie. And then The Witches of Eastwick. Wow, that's a fun one. Guess that I noted at least. Yeah. Um, And I'd already brought up all the the guesses from Drew Neary last week, but Drew had one um, final guess. Let me just go see. Let's review all of them. Oh, okay. All the Drew Neary guesses. Wow, it's been a it's been a long road with Drew. Um, they finally gave up. Um, <laughs> I love people guessing. It's so fun. Um, okay, here we go. AI. Uh huh. Red yep. Sparrow. Right, right. Opening night. Uh huh. Return to Oz. Mm hmm. Batman. I'm gonna say Batman, Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Showgirls was the last guess. Showgirls. 
Yes. And uh, valiant effort. Valiant yeah, effort. Yeah, yeah. And all, um, all movies that make sense. So then last week our clue was something about this being the most digestible film by this director. Um, yes, that was the clue. So the and directors... It triggered a flurry of people getting the right answer. Yeah, I wow. think so. I mean, I, I didn't count. I didn't really... Because well, no, I didn't tell people that they got it right either. I just said, right. tune in. Tune in. Certainly no less out. than three people got it right. But um, the first person who got it right is Susan Whoppers on the Instagram. Thank you. Um, Lars von Trier is the director. Uh, and Melancholia is the film. Wow. Can you believe it took all that, all those weeks? And, and this is could- also not... This is a bit of a lie of an answer, so yeah. thank you for playing, because this movie is not on my top ten list, but because my number one movie is Dancer in the Dark, this, this it felt like the, the Ven. Jeremy had to amend. Choice. Well, I, I didn't amend. I just, I thought, well, if this wasn't on my top, my because I have sort of rules about my list where, like, only one film by a director and so forth. Oh, so, my God. Wow. Um, but I don't actually don't think Melancholy would be on my list, but it is a tremendous film, a, a completely rewatchable film. Just oh, part of it, it's like, feels like the kind of movie you could just sort of have on in the background forever. at all times. Yeah, right. forever, yeah. There's always something to look at, for sure. Stunning. I mean, that the intro is incredible. That yeah, you're always on that property. What a nice way to film a movie, right? So, heaven. Just Have a wedding at the beginning? Here we are. Look, do you... I mean, were they staying in that house? You know what I mean? Like, hey, everyone, we're just gonna... Somebody set up went to that house and sent photos. So that, wow. Like, I don't know. Um... Yeah, I don't know. What do we have to say about Melancholia? Watch it, I guess. Well, it's um, a movie that uh, that has indeed resonated, especially in terms of... Um, the end of the world. The end of the world, the dynamic between Jack and I, back, you know, back when we used to host the pod. There's a lot of... Um, we've had a lot of jokes. Emotional dynamic. Yeah, the, so it's basically about these two sisters in the end who kind of uh, deal with things very differently. Um, mm. Charlotte Gainsbourg is like a kind of controlling um, do, do writer, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's organized. And she's getting stuff done. She's like a housewife. She has a child. She's married to Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. Mm-hmm. And they live in this mansion house thing. And Kristen right. Dunst is like, I, I think we're also supposed to read her as very wealthy, like successful marketing person. Right, but she's um, com- complicated. Basically is like, fuck this world. Right, she has no gets, hope. Gets married at the beginning to Stel- Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. But Stellan is also in this movie. Anyway, they're all the same person. Um, or everyone has the same name. And then she well, like falls into this like 
deep depression because her husband bought her like an orchard or something, you know? Right. Seems right. Seems right. And And then her her depression lasts, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't. Well, it lasts until the end of the world presents itself. And she's like regains power as this planet called melancholia. Is that true? That's that the, the name, name the, the name of the object that's coming to collide with Earth. <laughs> is called Melancholia. Slay. Yeah, and I don't that know if it's a so planet good. or if it's a asteroid or what, but it's Whatever. on its way. It's on its way. Yeah. And, and yeah. Kirsten Dunst really perks up when she, she realizes really gets, when oh, she realizes like, it's over. This is yeah. come to an end. I, I can stick my hand in the jam. Jarred. The tables turn, you know, and yeah. Charlotte panics, Kiefer kills himself. Yeah. And the animals then there's this child. There's a child, yeah. It's kind a great film. Like, it's a great it's film. Beautiful, be- it's beautiful. And it's poetic. I hate to call anything poetic, it's so disgusting, but the Well, only it, if, if you choose choose to attach attach that to but the in, word poetic. Poetic in the way that it it creates these like visual vignettes that seem to kind of come almost out of nowhere, but are just so beautiful that you're like, thank you for that. Yeah. Well, there's also like this relationship to art history or I almost want to say history through art, like depicted through art. Like there's that library and she, where has like these books that are laid out presenting things and she goes in and like changes them all from like these like modernist you know shapes to like Bruegel paintings it's incredible I don't remember that I have to revisit she's just like no this shit isn't art like no what is art is like depressing nasty creature nightmare Uh (laughs) so good and then there's also like the shot of her moon bathing in the nude, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. some like some romantic painting oh, in so repose. Good. Yeah, the, I think um, there's like um, the Ophelia in yeah. the stream thing. Oh right, all right. Wow, Incredible. it's so beautiful movie. So beautiful. Um, so yes, that's the film that that we can all agree on. That's right. And there are others, like Men Don't Leave. It is, like, an excellent thing to rewatch. Wow, I am, I am like, so. it was such a relief to me. Because this is a movie that I have introduced as an idea into other people's live good friends in the past. And uh-huh. no one's ever really understood it. People have been like, why? Mm. What is this? And, like, I really... You know what? Melancholia what? is the Pam Tanowitz <laughs> stance of we this all agree. Uh, podcast. We all agree. Like the only thing we can agree on. No. There are other Um, things that we agree on. But yeah, men, when I brought men don't leave to you and Jack, it was a huge relief to sit down and record and have, have the two of you be like, this is good. And I was like, wow, thank you. Mm. Yeah, it is nice. It is nice when that happens. Yeah. Cause that movie means really a lot to me. Hateful. I know the two of you are really very hateful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we love what we love, and then everything else is disappointing. <laughs> so what I wanted to do was to do an episode just about our film list, but I feel like there's so much to talk about this week that maybe we'll save that 
for next right week. and here actually that's a good idea because i would like for you to assign me two of the movies on your list oh, okay. to watch this week because there are seven movies on your list that i've never even seen okay so i'm i'm just gonna list the titles of my top 10 as they stand right now which is absolutely subject to change i have a list of like other movies that i'm surprised that didn't make the list below it with like 50 films so number one dance from the dark number two tiarama number three under the skin number four cries and whispers number five solaris number six days of heaven number seven and now voyager number eight opening night number nine sweet movie number 10 le bonheur Okay. So wow. you've seen really? Under the Skin. I love Under the Skin. I've what? seen Dancer in the Dark. Dancer in the Dark, right? I've seen Opening Night. Opening Night. I think I think, I okay. Yeah. So I would suggest Days of Heaven, Terrence Malick, American movie. Okay. Days and of I Heaven. kind of want to say Solaris by Tarkovsky because right. I, there is like an interesting relationship to melancholia okay i saw the remake of solara so i'll be interested to see the original great i can Um, do that number five and six number five and six right there in the middle i love that have you seen everything on my list (laughs) okay so your top list i don't know is it has it changed no this is it men don't leave is this an order i'm i'm having trouble loading my list okay (laughs) Well, I'll just go through the list. Men Don't Leave, Home for the Holidays, Under the Skin, Melancholia, Election, AI, Death Becomes Her, Adam's Family Values, Waiting wow. for Guffman, Harry Potter Series. Yeah. Okay. We'll let that slide. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've seen Election, and I don't remember Home for the Holidays if I've seen it. Oh, I'd love for you to watch so, the two of those. Okay. Love, love, love. That's a Jodie Foster movie and an Alexander Payne movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they're both oh. trem- tremendous. And also, like, when, when you see Home for the Holidays, you're going to be like, how come Jodie Foster didn't direct more movies? Goodness gracious. I mean, she directed Little Man Tate. She directed Home for the Holidays. Both are great. Um, not, not sure what else she did. But yeah, um, yeah it's hard. It's hard. Maybe she's, she's tired. I mean, the people continue to do stuff is like, yeah, she's like, she's about to be in a movie do. right now with Annette Benning. So happy she's still yeah. working. Interesting. Well, being in a movie is different than directing a movie, but also directing a movie looks different for everyone. So yeah, how true. I don't know. How so we have that to look forward to next week. We'll go, we'll talk about those things, which is like, is there a greater pleasure than talking about movies you love? No. No. That, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's just like, they are the best, they're the best thing, movies. They're like, there's, God, just to sit down at a movie theater. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to go see that movie that's called like On Fire or whatever that I mentioned. I think I'm going to go see it tonight. I don't even it's know a what you're talking German about. director. I don't know anything about it. It All looks right. like um I watched like an eighth of a trailer of it. It reminded me of like kind of French uh you know couples going off for 
a summer house moment. Mm. Kind of sounds mm. awful, but I, I just kind of want to go to a movie. You know? <clears throat> yeah, so. I always want to go to a movie. Yeah. Um. um wow. That would... solo from La Mosaics. I know. I can't. I can't. I can't get over it. Just I... the little clip that New York City Ballet posted of Russell dancing that solo. It's like. Ooh. It Everyone, is like, what are we doing? If we're, ultimately like, one of the great tragedies of it this is. year, it does strike as a, tra- a tragedy. That Russell, well, two, it's twofold. The New York City Ballet chose to not reschedule that piece until the spring of twenty four, right? And Russell opted to not participate in that season because it comes too close to his entrance into a master's program. Oh, that's what's happening. That's, yeah, he's going to Smith College to get a master's degree in social work, and he wants to spend that time, yeah. you know, getting ready because it starts in the summer. So he is not going to be returning to that role ever. And <laughs> I think that's kind of fierce. And... You know, thankfully, we have that video. I'd love to see the whole thing, quite frankly. Absolutely. Um, Which, does a Pam Tanowitz or someone like that have the video? She probably (laughs) has access to a link to it or something. I don't know. You know how Pam is about video? She isn't. I know, but I think maybe you're special. You know, I am special. And I... Well, you certainly... did design those costumes. That's also my piece. <laughs> I have some stake in that dance. Yeah. Oh so I my also God. saw a YouTube. Did you want to say something else about the Pam Tanowitz Love Mosaics? Um. I do want to go see it in the spring. Yeah, we will. We will. We will. We will. Well, tickets are available. Oh. I, I don't want to miss the boat. I'd love to get a free ticket. Well, <laughs> sure. I, I'd I, love a free ticket to that one. I don't know who would do... You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. I could maybe... I, could, I wonder who I could write at New York City Ballet to facilitate that because it'd be like, hey, guess what? I didn't get my free ticket to that show. Oh. Um, oh. It's just so annoying at this point. Can we get a press ticket? We're going to be promoting this dance every week until it happens. We've all, we've promoted it preemptively for two years. <laughs> um, I, oh, I was just going to say like seeing, well, seeing that costume mm-hmm. on Russell okay. with those, with Brandon's lights and the, the Ted Hearn mm-hmm. music. I was like, wow, we did a really good job. We all did a really good job. It's really special. Yeah. Wow. Okay, anyways, yeah. all this to say we haven't seen the piece. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, do we want to talk about that, that promo that we didn't talk about last week? The New York City Ballet promo. Oh, okay. Now, this is the one that starts with Naomi Corti coming off stage in her Serenaud costume. Yes. Yes. Okay, so when it starts, I yeah. thought, wow, this is like a new flavor for New York City Ballet. I like how it's kind of like more casual, like we're getting to see behind the scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I thought by the end, I was like, oh no, then it just turns into this sort of like 
moves montage in rehearsal clothes, which I didn't love so much. Oh, yes. So this is, it's kind of in three sections. There's like this behind the scenes in the wings part. And then, and then that, there's this like scrolling across the stage. Well, I like love the lineup. Years of costumes. Right? The costume lineup is, is I think one of the more, one of the more genius things they've done in recent years is to just have all the dancers lined up still in all these I costumes. I will say, because I saw this, that section of it on Instagram beforehand, mm-hmm. and I was like, is this AI? <laughs> like, what? I what? literally thought it was, like, computer generated from, like, still <laughs> images, <laughs> like, collaged together. And then there, there they were. And then when I saw it on the TV, I was like, oh, this is just the whole, or, you know, whatever. I don't I guess There's a probably bunch the whole of people. company. No, but a bunch. Yeah, a bunch of people. In, because the there's something about... Because I couldn't really tell who the people were, I think is why... Like, I thought they were, like... That they had taken photos of, like, people from across those years. And, like, oh. used AI to, like, create this kind of, like... Because you oh, couldn't wow. tell that they were, like alive it that would be felt amazing. like a collage of still <clears throat> photos that were like AI it was like patricia mcbride and suzanne farrell yeah. and all yeah no that's interesting which i was like oh that's cool but it kind of just doesn't for me it doesn't really work as video like right. it's a still image really? well it's been really great for all of their paper promotional materials to have this kind of like horizontal oh, thing I, yeah. they can just like cut pieces from it and put it uh-huh. in various parts of the paper programs but um yeah i it's good it's so it's also like a celebration of the costumes which is so nice you yeah, can really right. really see them right and i like the i like the tone of it as like i i think whenever new york city ballet takes this kind of like kind of grand institution like it's not like self-important maybe it is self-important or something but it is like balancing there's like a, a like a gravity to like the purpose of right, of like right, New right, York right. City Ballet that I actually like right it's and like an, an organization like, that functions in service of this idea of something from the past yeah built of like masterworks and like right uh value quality yeah i think it's actually very useful for an institution like a museum or a ballet company or you know a music ensemble to have something that grounds them from which they can kind of expand Mm -hmm. it gives them an identity and i think yeah new york city ballet has been able to uh having the Balanchine Robbins legacy has been really useful for them being like, look, like we are, we have control of like this body of work and we're thinking about it in mm-hmm. terms of how to like move forward from right. it. Yeah. So I loved all of that. Yeah. And then there's this cert- kind of third section where we just are doing like floating camera dance around I really had a problem with the first person's bottoms. I don't know if they're, sh- I don't remember their shorts. I think they're like shorts. Like oh no. Gray, like workout shorts. 
like Seems tight really... are they tight no they're like basketball you know like sweat shorts i don't remember in my memory that might not be whatever it is like i was like this is we were just talking about like 80 years of tradition or whatever mm-hmm. and now and then, you're wearing these shorts yeah i don't it like the felt I don't really like deflating <clears throat> and then I it think... was just kind of like tricks and stuff yeah these are the dancers in their leotards doing tricks and i was like oh wait i don't care about that yeah that part was was a a fail for me but Um, yeah i I like the promise of that video i like where it starts and we're kind of the middle of it yeah i mean i have like a personal thing with like um uh, a kind of floating camera with dance i just and I, I'm, I've been, like, trying to come to... T- I'm, like, do I need to explore this floating camera thing? Like, am Is I that, missing Does that something? just mean, like, steady cam? What's a floating camera? Yeah, I mean... But, like, any time I feel like the camera isn't grounded and we're just kind of, like, floating around, swooping mm. here and there. Oh, like I see. Even, like, a crane shot is going to have a kind of groundedness. Mm-hmm. Like, also... Drone footage can often also feel, like, floaty. Like, there's no connection to the ground. Mm. Um, mm. So, I'm more and more, like, feeling like, I should just do what I want to do. And, like... Because <laughs> there's sort of a feeling of, like, oh, I should know how to do that as well. Well, I mean, like, I, I feel like, like it. <clears throat> like it. So, if you needed to figure out how to do floating dance camera work, I'm well, sure. Well, there you are could do benefits it. to it in terms of I, I like. I feel like the reason people use it is because it does create movement. Right. But for me, it it sort of undercuts like the subject. So. Right. Right. Uh, so there's that. And, you know, in the in the first, in, like, what's great about the, like, behind-the-scenes, uh, you know, in-the-wings stuff is that is all, like, very grounded, yeah. set-up camera shots. Yeah. Um, oh, I like my that God. Part. We also kind of watched The Little Mermaid <gasps> until our power went out. Oh, wow. How far um, did you get? How far did you get? Well, not... Far enough to think this isn't worth watching. Oh, no. But when our power came back on days later, then, um, <laughs> well, 20 hours later, I did, I did revisit because I wanted to see um, the, the woman version of Ursula, which yes. is absolutely the best part of the movie. Melissa. And you're like, she, yes, kill them all. Kill, she, kill, kill. She does have a, a really well choreographed scene. She's the hero of the movie. Um, but didn't, I thought they did a tremendous job with the part of this world scene. Really? Oh yeah. It really wow. did. For me in the theater, it gave me like more chills than the cartoon version ever could have. I thought they, um, bought Aquaman and turned it into the little world. Little Mermaid. No, 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 no. You need to give them more credit. They really I mean, did. Look, they really did. They, 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 it's hard to do this, like, underwater fantasy, and the necks were moving weird and all that, but 
the way that the like gracefulness of that of that grotto scene with all her things and her hair and her excitement it was really nice i didn't like her singing are you serious i didn't like her entire take on the ariel character um i disagree that's great and i loved the prince's face i liked the castle style I liked huh. that space. The kind of like Caribbean castle. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good idea. I thought that the, where the movie, here's the places, some of the places where it really flops. Well, all the new music, absolutely, absolutely. hideous. Here we go. Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh-huh. Rotten Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. That's what now, you really think though. Well, I've already said it a million times on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, it's a it's a real shame the entertainment industry has given so much power to this person who is more or less talentless, and has has well, really. Well, like, I think that's that's not. I mean, this is a person who can make stuff. They can generate this trash for people. That's true, and unfortunately for culture in general, right, has this created a yeah. movement and a direction that is. So stunted and this is overall. Not, I would yeah, say my is, reading of this movie. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, people people like Lin Manuel had their hands on it, including him. So I mean, it's not it's not a huge surprise. So, um, the movie. Okay, so what are we talking? Oh, the where it flops. Gosh, the way that they did the sisters is really unfortunate to have them be this like. United Nations of of mermaid daughters and it really begged the question like well what's going on with King Triton he's just like siring uh, daughters with a million different well, it's mer- very mermaid wives it's a very progressive film really it's polyamory yeah it's, yeah okay but, but also why wasn't there the show at the beginning? Where is one of my the favorite song. That's like one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. We are the daughters of Triton. And the, the a, gasp when the clam shell opens. It's such a perfect way of saying Ariel is not here. She's swimming with She's the sharks. A problem. But they just said they didn't they're not going to do it's it. Like, let's just have it be a meeting she misses. Right, we've gathered the United Nations of Mermaid meeting. Daughters, and she just <laughs> didn't come. She didn't come. And you're like, okay, maybe she wanted to zoom in. Like, right. whatever. COVID. Okay, to, well, here we go again. To give the prince that absolutely hideous song, but again, that's that's part of the Lin-Manuel Miranda. I mean, also, I mean, we're going to talk about Barbie giving like men more. I right. mean, this movie's I, not about you. I'm sorry, like, you can have some other movie. Right. He can't have a a song a of all. He can't have a song B of all. It can can't be that horrible. If you're gonna give him a song, just like, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <clears throat> also, we don't get the scene of the chef trying to kill Sebastian. Les you know, I did really skip through this movie, so like at that point, I didn't. You know, but yeah, I'm not surprised because it is. I mean. A- perverted kind of scene but it's we're, amazing we're, and thank we're you so watching much for the we're bath. watching the aquafina bird eat fish in the right. same Absolutely. frame as watching Absolutely. a fish talk Absolutely. so you're just like <laughs> well i guess it's okay yeah um 
you I I liked the when the Ursula becomes the like the weird vamp at the end on legs at the end to try to like derail the plans. I thought the lagoon scene great. I thought the um under the sea with all the like swimming octopus and jellyfish when she's laying in the pile of jellyfish. Oh, Busby Berkeley. No. I know you didn't like it. I didn't like it. You know what I I I did like the end. I I mean it's very much like the original, which I'm like just it's okay if you just want to like redo the original because it's excellent. But mm-hmm. like the Ursula growing huge, like separating them with her crown horn, the, the like giant the whirlpool, like yeah. love it all. I love it all. Like that's good. so that's good. good. But why don't we have the worm creatures? What are they? What Ursula turns people into. Oh, I know. We never... Because we don't see those. She used so to she just this. kills people? And then, like, we don't get the effect at the end of all these people being, like... Turned back into mermaids. In a way, it becomes, like, a hero because she kind of saves all those people by... It makes no... I don't... There, a lot of decisions were made. I'd love to have been in the conversations of, like, why we're getting rid of these things. Like, is that problematic? Like... It's just magic. They stuff. added a scene where the prince sings a song instead. Horrible. What are we doing? Horrible. I also love the wedding on a boat. Miss that. Miss that. Yeah. Well, and like all the all the animals like coming onto the boat. So fun. We had some major costume issues with this movie, but I don't. I hate to truly, denigrate a costume truly, designer. Why are not we making better choices? Also, makeup issues. Um... There was, yeah, there was, there was hair, costume, makeup issues with this movie, but I'm sure a lot of time and effort and meetings went into deciding, you know, how things are meant to look for this. Yeah. I think this movie was really bad, but I am really glad that it exists just for like the racial, like children seeing this movie. It's good. I think Halle Bailey does an excellent job to like introduce this idea to a broader audience. I think she is very good. I think I think she does a, a, a fine job. I was moved. Yeah. I was moved by her mm. horny mermaid performance. If I was watching the movie, I might have like also felt differently. You know, right. Well, I also saw it on the big screen, which, which yeah, really absolutely. helped. And I also was like, I had the energy of an audience who thought they were to sing along, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like, when is this movie going to be a musical? Is it not going to be a musical? Because it takes a long time because we don't have that performance at the beginning. We are the daughters of Triangle. I know. But then suddenly there's too many songs. You're like, stop. Well, and then we like throw in a bunch of other... And what I don't like is a In Your Head song. Like, why aren't we singing? Why isn't this a musical? Well, like, that's the worst. Song. That's the worst part of the movie when she that comes out of the crazy. water and she's just like looking in the mirror and singing in her head. I was like, "Get rid of this!" Also, <clears throat> I felt like when the prince saw her and is like kind of told right away that she doesn't have a voice, he was very like, "Oh, this isn't her then," right? Like very decisively in a way that I was like, "So." You, like, don't even care about this person other than the voice in a way that felt really strange to me. Well, like, he was just well, you disappointed. Still have to ca- you have to because think this is her. He, well, because he thought, well, this can't be her, unfortunately. Yeah, but, like, so your attraction to her is solely her voice? 
Well, it's, it's a feeling, very right? superficial, right? But that's only attached to the voice. It's like love like, is you blind. You should still right? have the feeling when you see the person that like they. But are he never, he to. never saw her. He only kind of saw a silhouette of her. Yeah. Okay. So then it was just the voice. Yeah. It's love is blind, but you know before it's love absurd. is blind existed. Yeah. It's absurd. Her scene behind the rocks when they come to fetch him on the beach after he sees her or hears her. That's her greatest acting moment. Well, that's one of the is iconic <clears throat> moments from the original as well. Yeah, when her hormones are raging because she can't because she's touched him at that point. She's like, oh Oof. my! She's got a splash. She has you know to like I mean? rub on the rocks and like, <laughs> and then like arch her back and throw her hair. Nothing looks more pathetic in this movie than when Triton shows up at the surface of the water and it's just that like, like a wet fish. Like, so insane. It's so pathetic. I'm like, <clears throat> why isn't the, like the water bubbling around him or something? Like also this like is so tragic. Call hair and makeup in. <laughs> it's crazy. It's All like, the mermaids sitting around at the end in the wedding look hideous. No one's doing anything. They're just posing and they look awful and talk about bad mermaid design. Goodness gracious. Ugh. Disgusting. It's really... But this is part of the, the Aquaman-ness of it. Of, it was just like, oh, we can do anything. Anything can look like anything. And then you're like, well, why don't you design something? Make a choice? Wait, think why don't about you it. hone in on something? Put together a mood board, please. This like, looks like a cheap like cosplay mermaid convention this looks crazy this is what i'm saying yeah i'm sorry but i did have a wonderful time i i love that and i do and think going to movie theater seeing this movie with like other people and like a vibe of that would be helpful i thought flounder was cute but, too the, the way he was sort of flat um nothing was better than the original it's a great cartoon. It's a great cartoon. <clears throat> and it had a Disney huge impact. Like rolling, huge rolling huge impact on all the small gay boys from the late 80s and 90s. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Anyways, thank you for watching that and talking to me about it. <laughs> mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, basically, there was a tornado next to our house. I saw the actual and... tornado. There was an actual tornado. Yeah, there's a photo from our neighbor's. Uh, what did you did you go to the basement? Camera. Like, what do you do? We didn't because we like didn't even get a warning. Like a couple months ago, we were in the basement. Did you hear the winds? The wind was crazy. It was crazy, and I was like, "This," but also the storm was like less than an hour. Did the sky turn green and all that? No. Because it was nighttime. That wasn't the feeling. It was like, yeah, it was like sun, it was like going into the night. So I, I think there was a vagueness as to like, is I this see. just becoming nighttime or what? I went, yeah. to Calif- I went to California. You went to California. You didn't come. Well, I had to work. You did? That's right. Wow, congratulations. Love to hear it. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, I got on a I got on an airplane on um, flew across the country. I guess it was when was it? Thursday. Flew across the country 
landed in the evening, was picked up at the airport by Lauren Strongen. so nice of her. So, thank God. get you. Drove me home. My little bedroom in their basement, all set up. They had warm ravioli with broccoli, Rob, waiting for me in a bowl. In a bowl. I have never felt more comforted arriving somewhere in my dirty sweatpants. I am not surprised by any of this, really. It's just... We had some time to lay around and catch up the following morning. Mm -hmm. I wandered around San Francisco, met a friend from grad school for a minute, and I did. I thought I was going to do a little shopping because Joe was like, oh, let's meet up later at this um, boutique called Evan Canori. I hear they have great menswear and I wanted to buy a new pair of pants because all Uh my pants are feeling weird. And like, uh, I guess I just haven't worn pants in so many months that I'm like, (laughs) what are these? My legs feel covered. Uh-huh. And so we met up at Evan Canori in the afternoon and it is a beautiful shop. And if you have $2,000 to drop on a couple items of clothing, you should go there. No, you should just uh, send it to us. Well, that too. Instead. But if you don't have $600 <laughs> to buy one pair of cotton pants... I would don't yeah. go. It's you'll you'll get sad. Yeah, it's too bad. So I looked at all their clothes, and then I I looked, and then I looked at their beautiful kind of like candles and things, and I walked right out. Yeah, well, it's nice to see nice things that oh, and it rich people get to have. Smelled amazing nice? in that store. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. Um, we wandered around. We had some delicious food, and then. Um, in the eat, I oh, I made Molly Baz's Bon Appetit recipe for shrimp scampi in the evening. Oh wow! And it had these garlicky panko breadcrumbs, and it was really delicious. So I was I've been thinking about the remaking uh, YouTube, and I'm leaning more towards it. I'm 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 like maybe I maybe I just need to start this right. Okay. I recook people's things people love that well because i i thought of it because last night i made this carla lolly music thing i don't know what she calls it in her cookbook because i because i don't even have to use the cookbook anymore i've made this thing so many times what is it um it's it's like a a um what's you know an asian (laughs) just like a broad broadly asian a broadly Mm -hmm. asian beef rice thing oh um but there are specific things she does that i think are like great lessons Mm -hmm. um in the in the recipe and i've made it now with uh beef and turkey and last night i made it with beyond meat or whatever better whatever it is which is also great but it's like ginger garlic and you make this kind like kind of quick pickled which isn't really I don't even think that's you know it's a shallot it's a, a soy sauce sriracha uh, fish sauce thing mm. um, with lime yeah and last night I added I kind of went more Vietnamese it went minty um, yeah 
perfect. It's great. So I was like, maybe I should make this. These like things that I like make yeah. over and over again. And and would there be would you see your face or would it just be your hands? I don't know. <laughs> this is sort of, you know, would be like because I'm working on this other project that is a that requires filming myself. So I'm a little like maybe this is a good way to start working. Right. Well, if you need me to come up for is. if you need me to come up for a weekend and we can Well, absolutely. We could we well, could film well. four of them. Yeah. I mean, that's a good I think that's a good idea. That'd okay. be fun. Um Wait, okay, so then what happened? So then, Saturday, we had a, I don't remember, we had a day at home, and then, oh, got ready to go, and then we get in the car with, with, with Cy, we're driving to Napa, people, for the wedding, okay? Cy is such a great name. Cy is a great child, and... So cute. And she has this, on that morning, she was hungrier than seemingly ever. And seemed to they be just, just want to be tickled by Joseph, which is like, of course. Wanted to be tickled, wanted to eat everything. And we get in the car. She's immediately not feeling well. And she's in her cute dress. And she goes, she oh, goes, no. yucky mouth. Yucky. Oh, no. So Lauren is sitting in the back seat with Sai and is saying, you know, like, let's take it easy going over the hills, whatever. Like Sai is having, she's a little nauseous. Are oh, we doing car sick? Yeah. So we were kind of 15 minutes away and Sai is like, she's having a bit of a meltdown, but she's, you know, she's okay. And then suddenly projectile vomit. Yeah. Just like, just everything, everything comes out at once. And, you know, we were lucky to be literally right next to Walgreens at that point. So we pull over, Mm -hmm. Sai is, she says, she feels better. She says, feel better. I'm good. Get her out of the, get her out of the car, (laughs) strip her naked. I run into the Walgreens, grab the wet wipes, come out. She's already been cleaned up. She's naked on the sidewalk, get her in the car. Um, and so we, we complete the trip at this point, Joe and Lauren are, are a bit, you know, freaked out. So I'm also a bit anxious because we're going to now, I'm going to have to say hello to, I don't even know how many people I know. And, you know, that's a, it's a nervous, it's a anxious experience because mm-hmm. a lot of people, but I arrive, I kind of like slowly scope out the situation. It's a beautiful setting. It's, you know, some people I know, but a lot that I don't, and that's good. And then Joe and Lauren are just like, we can't stay here. We just like have to get her back home. Oh no. I know. So they kind of, before the speeches and all that even begin, they leave and I'm like, yeah. okay. Um, I have options for getting back to the city, so it's all okay. And then uh-huh. <clears throat> the speeches begin, and Jeff and Garen, you know, walk to the thing, and there's all these really lovely speeches that, to my surprise, I don't know why I was surprised, but, like, touch on the idea of marriage in relationship to gay men and this kind of, like, first wave of gay men kind of being able to participate in this structure. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, right, that. <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, so that was really nice. And um, look, there were, were there too many speeches? 
Absolutely. 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 They went on for well over an hour. Um, Everybody's got something to say. You know what I'd say to that? Get yourself a podcast. Get yourself a podcast. What Amongst these, you know, six to eight speeches, was there only one woman speaking? Yes. But that is not, there was meant to be more. And some what happened pe- to the women? I think maybe some didn't show up and some pulled out. And anyways, it ended up being a real sausage fest. Ugh. And, um, but it was, I did find myself crying. And when Justin Guerin's brother spoke, I was, you know, beside my inconsolable. Um, and that ended the speeches, which was lovely. And then we had a, there was a big paella meal and um, dancing, dancing, dancing into the night, watching the sunset, watching the stars come out, chatting, chatting, chatting. I got to drive home with my friends, Francis and John. And then um, I had the whole day on Sunday to spend with Joe and Lauren, and my flight wasn't until midnight. Wow. So I got to the airport at 10 for my red eye, and I knew my plane was going to be delayed but they said in the email, just you have to be there at the gate on time anyways, in case the flight gets moved back up now. Okay. So I settled in. I knew, I thought I'm probably not going to leave till three in the morning. I'm just going to settle in, watch the latest episode of foundation, be completely confused. Um, that show got really good this week though. I have to say, I was like, wow, this is intense. Um, great for the airport. Yeah. But then once the show was over, I looked back in my emails and much to my heart, it said, your flight is now delayed until 10 in the morning. No. And I thought, what? So now I'm wandering the airport looking for anyone to talk to. There's nobody because now it's truly the middle of the night. Well, there's a few people at gates looking confused and ghosts. I call up JetBlue sort of holding my bags, like, thinking, like, am I leaving the airport? Joe and Lauren are asleep. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So I talk to a person at JetBlue, and I'm like, is there another flight that I can be rebooked on? But, but, but. She's like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I could get you on a flight to Boston early in the morning, but it wouldn't get you into New York until basically when you'd be getting in already. But, but, but. So I was like, okay. And I just, like, accepted my fate, and I thought, I'm going to find a place in this airport to sleep. Oh, now, no. San Francisco Airport is a very nice airport. So I found a soft banquette in a restaurant at the airport. And I, it's very big. And I set myself up for a sleep. And um, I did, in fact, get probably, I don't know, three hours wow, of sleep. This is a really dark story. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm awoken to a bustling airport. People are getting coffee. They're coming in for their early flights. So I I get myself up. Croissants are being made. There's definitely croissants. I get myself together. I get a green juice. I go to the bathroom. And you feel like... like You're you're just like a, a bucket of trash. Yeah, I felt like just covered in a film. And so it, I feel like it's what Donald Trump must feel like all the time. Yes. Sort of a lot of inflammation. Yeah. So I wander around the airport again. I find a different place to sort of lay down more like a couch situation. And then I think I'm just going to call JetBlue again because I see there are earlier flights to New York. Why am I not? Why, why don't I just totally. try to try to get standby? 
Because my flight, not even on the board. I'm like, where is my flight? I keep checking my emails. It keeps saying 1045 or whatever. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, fat chance. So I call up JetBlue and I say, hi, I know it's 530 in the morning. And I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering if there's, an, I see there's a 6 a.m. flight to New York. Is there a way that I could fly standby anything? And the guy's like, yeah, I'll just, he's like, actually, I'll just book you on the flight you want an aisle or a window I thought what I really need this to be a uh, business class I if only Upgrade, wait, wait till you hear, I literally oh, just slept in wait till you hear about the business okay so I that's very kind man over at JetBlue is like great I'll rebook you for an aisle seat in an emergency exit row on the 6 a.m. flight which is now delayed until you know 7 45 I say oh my god I've really just gotten back a couple hours of my life so Uh-oh. they they book me on the flight. I now have a couple hours to kill until it takes off. And, and, and I get my new ticket, blah, blah, blah. It's all working out. I have an actual paper ticket in my hand for this flight. Now, this flight gets delayed slightly until about 8, 8, 10. And I'm like, that's fine. We do board. We board the plane. And I'm at the gate. And I'm confused because I'm like, that is Danny Glover. Right. I'm like. Danny Glover is in a wheelchair, like an Whoa. airport, an airport wheelchair. He's, he's on my flight. So <clears throat> I clock it, right? And then we're boarding in groups or whatever. I'm, of course, in one of the later groups. I'm boarding the plane. I have a lot of issues about boarding and deplaning. Anyways, we board the plane. And I'm thinking... I wonder if I'm going to walk past Danny Glover, who will obviously uh, be in, in business class. This is a depressing story. I get through business class. He's not there. I walk into economy. Who should I see but Danny Glover? I think, what? Wow, we have no respect for American royalty, right? Well, I also, this also sounds like mismanaged money. Perhaps. But Danny Glover. But also, give her an upgrade. When after, you, after you upgrade Reed, wow. you can upgrade... Danny Glover. When you see Danny Glover at the gate, get them into first class. <clears throat> Anyways, yes. there was Danny Glover sitting in economy with the rest of us, the steerage. And so, um, oh my God, what I is America sat, coming to? Uh, no, I sat down in my emergency exit row, had lots of leg room. The seat reclined. I slept. I slept the whole flight, except I did wake up toward the end and I watched most of Goonies. Uh-huh. And um, it was great, and I'm and then I got to New York, and I took the air train, and everything like the 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 trip back home was so seamless that I was like I felt That's suddenly good. in control, yeah. and I I went out and I I well I made some noodles at home, but then I went out and I bought I got a pint of ice cream, ate the whole thing all at once. Slay, slay, yes, <laughs> ice cream. Mm. And I did. We did so much work yesterday. The studio went really well. We had calls. We made clothes, and then I went to line dancing in the evening. And I'm going to line dancing wow. again tonight. It's now the wow. only thing I care about. I think about it all the time. Wow. <clears throat> in fact, I taught Joe and Lauren some line dances while I was oh um, in San God. Francisco in their living room, and it, they're addictive. Once I taught them one, we were off to the races. We learned three. You know. Well, you are dancers. It's true. So anyways, that was my trip to California. I slept in an airport. I can't I don't know that I've ever done that. I was like, wow. There's I'm... nothing like an airport 
story to make me glad that I didn't go on a trip that I couldn't go on. Oh, absolutely. And meanwhile, I'm, I booked another trip to go see Ellie and Kristen in Kansas City, and now I'm really scared, you know? Yeah. So, but it'll be flying okay. It, flying is not to be done. That's, that's... It's, um, that's just the way it is. I've had Everyone very good luck, so I, you know, one, <clears throat> one bad trip, it's okay. Just one. Yeah. Remember when you went to, um... Interlochen? Interlochen? Yeah, we had a... That was a hotel stay in Detroit. Goodness gracious. Yikes, yikes. Anyways, we've talked for an hour and five minutes about more or less nothing. (laughs) So... No, we talked about movies, we talked about dance, we talked... That's what this podcast is, we talked... We talked to California. We went to California and we had a bad flight. Um... Uh, Drew Barrymore is causing all kinds of problems for herself. Is she? And, yeah, she's like, I'm going to keep doing my show now. And people are like, mm, we're all on strike. She's like, I don't care. Oh. People are like, you're going to get canceled. Oh, I didn't realize Oops. this. Wow. I'm like, wow, you really <clears throat> misunderstood the assignment. Couldn't, and is she talking about it on the show? I don't know that the show has come back yet it's just i, I think wow. it's just been, i think she just announced that they were going to come back wow as if she needs the money or something i mean maybe I know, she's I'm like are you just need to be on tv now but then does she is she then working with writers who are going to step over the picket lines and get themselves i'm truly like if you're gonna do this you have to like make every episode about the writer strike or just Basically, make every episode completely improvised well wouldn't that be something? Yeah. I mean, I mean, a part of it was like, we did this during COVID. We're like, you know, we've been through a lot. We can do this. Wow. I'm like, but to what end? Just like making money, I guess. Like you really, the only way I see this going, going, turning around for her is if they focus the show like entirely on kind of like promoting the writer's strike. Yeah. Like having everything be about yeah. that and the yeah. actor strike, whatever. Oh, okay. um, I just very yeah. quickly <clears throat> the latest episode of the New York City Ballet podcast, Wendy Whalen speaks to Alexei Ratmansky, and it's a really thoughtful conversation. And it's mm. like, he is so charming and has such like a depth of knowledge, and also talks about this book by um, a Russian choreographer from the 20s who uh, Balanchine danced for. And kind okay. of probably inform some Balanchine's ideas. Anyways, I immediately ordered the book online because I thought, my gosh, this sounds so interesting because he talks theoretically about like dance's relationship to music and the various ways in which it is in conversation with music. And I thought, I got to read mm, this. Mm, mm. Um, so listen to the podcast. And um, I also, I ordered a cold brew um, carafe thing. I'm excited to try it out. I'll let you know all about it. Um, send me the title of that book. We're okay. still trying to figure out a uh, book club. I love this chance and circumstance book. Talk about like oh. the relationship between music and dance come totally. through. Yeah. Do you want me to reread it so we can have Carolyn a talk Brown about it? is so brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's really is, good. Th- I want to be on this journey with this person. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You read it and Russell read it like some time ago. So mm. I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine this is a book to reread. It's very long. 
it's it's significant. <clears throat> yeah. But I love like Black Mountain College stuff and de Kooning and all these characters, just like you said I would. I told so there you. There you go. Yeah. Really enjoying it. Yeah. I also finished reading The Water Dancer by Tanahisi Coates. Oh, how excellent was that? book! Excellent book, um, a novel. A novel. And I was able to watch documentation of a Titanic depression, Dynasty Handbags uh, show oh. from, from Pioneer Works, which is really fun to see and super inspiring. And love that, love Dynasty, great. love, love, love. Yeah, really genius. So, <sighs> okay, that's enough. That's that. That's that. <clears throat> Next week we're gonna just do movies and probably other stuff. All right, I have, a, I have homework. We both have homework. Election okay. and Home for the Holidays. Am I gonna? Is this the Christmas movie that I'm gonna watch? In it's Thanksgiving September? movie. Oh, Thanksgiving. Okay, great. I kind of. I. It's possible that I've actually seen this movie. But... Okay. Um, until then, we loves you. We loves um, you. Have a wonderful week. Catch you later. Oh.